everyone, and welcome to Thanks for the Lyrics, a weekly deep dive into a single lyric from a single Fallout Boy song. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. I'm two of your hosts, James. And I'm three of your hosts, Tracy. James, if I was next, that's the exact joke I was gonna <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> I just love you too so you much. Too. There's like a bee brain situation happening, oh, so and I good. love it, and <sighs> it's good. You know what else is good is the song that we're talking about this week, which is called Get Busy Living or Get Busy Dying, Do Your Part to Save the Scene, and Stop Going to Shows. And I'm willing to bet James has something to tell us about this song. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so this the the song title that actually made its way onto the album uh, is a reference to something said in uh, The Shawshank Redemption. Um, mm-hmm. which was based on a Stephen King story called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, which means that Aaron and I are now justified in doing this podcast at all um, because mm-hmm. of Stephen King making an mm-hmm. appearance, a justifiable appearance on the show. It was originally, and I do your part to save the scene and stop going to shows is um, so antagonistic and, and, and seemingly like it feels so backwards that I have never really addressed it. Um, because mm-hmm. it's like, you should stop going to shows so that the scene can survive because you suck. Um, it's how I've always <laughs> interpreted that. Um, it was originally titled, and in that AP article, the very famous AP article that I always reference, um, mm-hmm. they called it, you're a concrete boy now, do your part to save the scene and stop going to shows. Um, okay. I can't find anything about what you're a concrete boy now um, refers to. But it does remind me about um, being car- being vicious and carved out of stone, uh, which sure. is what we talked about uh, two episodes ago. So, mm-hmm. concrete boy. It also it also of course makes me think of like you know concrete boots, like when you are killed by the mob and they put your feet in mm. concrete and throw you into the East River and stuff. Yep. So those are the two mm-hmm. things that it makes me think of. Um, yeah, but that's it. A, that's a universal experience that we've all had. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, this song title is, I think, probably the most, it's, it's certainly the longest on the, on the, on the album, and probably the longest in their career, I would think, right? Did we determine we, whether we, we, we had are this business? conversation, and I think that Tracy determined that I slept with someone in Fall Out Boy, and all I got was a stupid song written about me, was the longest song. What if I forgot? By words. Song? 19, so they tied. Okay. So what I said was technically... Uh, incorrect because it's not the most it's tied for the most so anyways um but it is but, written it's longer it has more characters there we go more letters and that's what i was really talking about mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now what's going to happen now on the show is that i'm going to read the lyric that we're going that to do. is true that is how the show works thanks purred happily but it must be said again that all us boys are just screaming into microphones for attention because we're just so bored we never knew that you would pick it apart. Oh, I'm falling apart to songs about hips and hearts. But it must be said again that all us boys are just screaming into microphones for attention because we're just so bored. Oh, oh, oh. We never knew that you would pick it apart. Oh, I'm falling apart to songs about hips and hearts. So here we are to pick it apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Unexpectedly. Just, yep. 
they never knew that we would specifically do this. It's true. It's true. This they song didn't. is about podcasts. Us, mm-hmm. our podcast, the <laughs> one that we're doing this, this song is specifically about us, which does make me feel a little bit bad because they do want us to stop going to shows in order to save the scene. And that makes yep. me feel like they don't like us very much. I think it's just the, talking to me about being so tall. Oh, <laughs> is that what it no is? Okay. In this... In this instance, they've changed kids to boys. Yes. Which is what? They changed kids to boys. So like, oh, I thought you said changed to boys. Who? Sorry. They they turn they threw kids into the void. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm playing a really bad game of telephone right now. It's skids and it's one to avoid. Okay, so um, so in the in two songs ago, they we said they call kids like us vicious. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it feels like this is referring back to that almost. And I know that mm-hmm. it's because these are the lines we've picked out. And I'm just adding context because I'm a human and I have pattern-seeking behavior. But but it must be said again uh-huh. to me is like, we've already said this. And it just so happens that when they said this was two songs ago when they said other things about people like them. Yeah. Um, but in this one, they changed it to all us boys are just screaming into microphones for attention because we're just so bored. Which is uh-huh. another interpretation of why they're doing this whole band thing this whole being in a band thing yeah um which is sort of another thesis of this whole album which is like hey follow boy why are you doing this well i'll tell you and then the piano intro happens on the musical and they're like you know just a whole thing (laughs) yep (laughs) i want that musical so bad i want it (laughs) yes thanks for the musical yes the musical (laughs) <laughs> let's write it and then we'll just tell them when to show up and they'll be like yeah dope, this is great now i want a fall out boy musical where we are characters who are narrating the musical <laughs> we lost the plot so quickly on this one usually we don't get to this stuff until we've at least <laughs> what you mean the great ideas the right tony award-winning yeah. ideas this is yep. it this is the fire that we have brought thanks for the team. um that was tony uh-huh um okay that's our acceptance speech. We've already written it. Um, so in this in this interpretation, they're screaming into microphones for attention because they're so bored. Yes. Which feels contradictory because is it that you want attention or that you're bored? Because like I feel like when I'm bored, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally misinterpreting how I feel when I'm bored. Well, I, I feel like I'm not bored when I want attention. Well, so if you think about it the way... Like, you know, kids, boys, whatever. Like, my children do things like stand in the middle of the room and make a crap ton of noise to get attention when they are bored because they want me to provide them with something to do. Mm. They're bored, so they're like, I'm going to go bother mom. Yeah. Right. So if this is... Okay, that makes sense. And with the the use of kids and boys, it kind of makes me think that this is sort of what they're doing yeah mm-hmm. okay i see that so that we're being like antagonistic almost like we're screaming in the microphones but what we're screaming is also for attention and that we're screaming yeah. is for attention and all of that yeah interesting okay yeah I, got, I like that or it's like when i get on the group chat and just start like talking about something that i know nobody cares about but i'm like guys i needed i don't want to just flat out say i need attention pay attention to me <laughs> But I've been very close at some moments. Sometimes I'll text her back and I just, I just need attention right now. 
You know, and with you guys, I probably could just say, yeah. someone pay attention to me. <laughs> and it would not go poorly, but I feel bad yeah. outright saying I need someone to pay attention to me. <laughs> but I feel I'm like we all give it. off really good signals when we need attention. Like Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so I, I think like, I think anyway. that's probably what they're getting at here. Yeah, I, I like I like the the idea that um, Fall Out Boy are, are like your kids, and and they're just screaming like whatever nonsense, and you're like, now what did that mean when you said <laughs> nanny nanny boo boo nah nah? What did you? Where were you coming from? Is that a reference to something? Let me that Google Roman? that. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it started out with me being their therapist and turned into yeah. me being a pad- podcast host. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. You're Same their thing. mom. It's, you it's all of that. Yeah. yeah. It's all of that. <laughs> yeah. I I do like the idea of like what you said is like they're they're like we're going to say anything in order yeah. for you to pay attention to us and like now mm-hmm. you're trying to analyze it and dissect it and like we just were literally saying whatever we could say to get you to pay attention to us yep which clearly is not what Pete is doing because the lyrics are very calculated not calculated yeah. I don't yeah. like that that feels cold but they're very intentional deliberate yeah, yeah. deliberate yeah, that's yeah. Good. yeah they're not just thrown together like slapstick bullshit <sighs> I feel so, yeah. like maybe this is just the bullshit Pete scream like <laughs> Pete shits yeah. out like incredible songs. Right. And he's like, this is literally nothing. And we're like, oh my god, that's so beautiful. Right. I don't we're like, feel let's like make a podcast about how like <laughs> wonderful and yeah. intentional and deliberate and beautiful this these songs are. And Pete's like, no, I'm we so literally you told you in this lyric. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we literally said. I refuse to believe that. It reminds me a little bit of um I talked to some people, and now I'm petrified that it's one of you, but I don't think it is, <laughs> um, about, like, film analysis. And they're like, I hate when people are like, what does that red door mean? It just means that the guy wanted a red door, whatever. And it's like, okay, but analysis goes, I mean, like, I guess right. that could be what his reasoning was, but this interpreting is- stuff, picking it apart doesn't have to be like oh the author didn't want us to pick it apart so let's all go home like yeah it, it drives me crazy when people like attack film criticism especially uh-huh. it was like they just want to make an action movie it doesn't have to mean anything it's like but it's cool if you get a meaning from it right and that's yeah. why i like our podcast so that's our new ad for the podcast okay <laughs> i just talked to colin about this the other day actually um yeah about something i wrote it's- and he because he was, like, talking about, like, what he interpreted as. And I was just saying, yeah. I'm like, yep. I'm like, no, I literally just meant this in the literal form. But I'm right. like, but I like hearing, like, what you thought of it. And, like, I think we do that a lot, too, with, you know, books you read or movies you watch. Where it's just, like, sometimes the people putting it together just throw something together. And it just happens. And then people make meaning out of it. And it looks more brilliant than it actually, you know, was intended. But, like, Absolutely. that's part of the art. Like, that's really cool. And I think there's value in, you know, both sides of it. Maybe the author did just, you know, say red because red door. But then there was a red unintentionally door something... Yeah. Yeah, like it built on that, whatever. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel but you. I, I like the idea of, of of Pete being like, "Wait, they're saying what now? They're interpreting." <laughs> he's on the phone with Taylor Swift, and he's like, "Just they're both just like baffled, like 
What? Like they they tattooed what on themselves? <laughs> Wait, what? I was so fucking hungover when I wrote that line, and now it's on their body forever. <laughs> I wonder about the second part of this. The um, oh yeah, we never knew that you would pick it apart. Oh, I'm falling apart to songs about hips and hearts. Like, is that the the second part of that? Is that like a oh they're like super analyzing these lyrics, like these bullshit love song lyrics that I wrote about like failed relationships and sex that were not, you know, yeah, they, they weren't meant to be. Like, oh, I can't believe that I wrote the these that this is what they're going to be <laughs> hung up on. Is I'm fall is oh I'm falling apart to songs about hips and hearts. Um the listener the person that's hearing the the songs oh it's and he's like mocking them almost we never knew that you were falling apart apart. i love that (laughs) no i thought that it was more of like a i thought that he was talking about himself like i'm you know i i don't know i like your interpretation a whole lot better than he's mocking us i Uh Oh, hips and hearts. <laughs> la di da di da. Well, it's almost like, yeah, that's. Yeah. Um, this is so. Um, do either of you? Hey, Tracy, do you know the band? Uh... <laughs> I feel seen. <laughs> uh, do you know the band Cursive? No. Okay, so there's this what? band from uh, Omaha named uh, Cursive. They are like. Oh. The Panic at the Disco to Bright Eyes is Fall Out Boy. Um, and do you know who Bright Eyes are? Is Bright Eyes are? Is? Okay. No. Do you know who Connor Oberst is? Nope. There's this Omaha record label called Saddle Creek, <laughs> which has two main exports. One is Bright Eyes, who is like if Elliot Smith and Pete Wentz had a baby and who was a singer-songwriter that eventually went sort of a country route. I don't know who Elliot Smith is either. He, he is friend... Who, who is? Elliot Smith. Elliot Smith. Hey, I'm excited for you to hear next week's episode. Um, Elliot Smith is one of Pete Wentz's favorite uh, favorite uh, musicians. So if you want, if you want to listen, my favorite Elliot Smith album is called Either Or, and it's very, okay. very good, and you should check Magic. it out. But also maybe check out the album XO because that's what we we're may talking be talking about. about it very soon. Um, so there was this band named Cursive that was sort of um, also on the same label, and they interacted with each other, and whatever. Um, and they have this this song called Art is Hard that's basically about how tough it is to write a song. And anyways, here's the song I'm writing and people are going to interpret it so weird, but it's okay because we're a famous rock band and everyone thinks we're cool. Mm-hmm. And it's this like really cynical, sarcastic song that's really good. And it feels like, let's see, it was two, it was before this, actually. It was, it, was, it was released, I think, in 2003. But like, it's that same vibe of like, ugh, being a musician, man. I mean, I guess... It's sort of it like I like the people like us, but like they kind of go deep dives into stuff that I mean, I guess we're just sort of writing songs to because that's what we do sort of deal. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Yeah. That reminded me of that. And that was a long. Oh, so the ugly organ is the name of that album. And it's very good. So those are some some recommendations for people that might want more like this one line of Fall Out Boy in case that's <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, a thing. Incredible. Um, what is, I thought that this hips and hearts thing, what is the line from Infinity on High that they changed? That it was like car crash hearts or 
crashing. That's about, what like, the line hipster. is. There's there's Cars. one about. Hold on, let me. No more like parties. That one. Yeah. In the same scene. Maybe. Yes. Give me one second. Because they say the long live the car crash hearts is from Thriller, right? Yeah. Yeah. Give me one. I think was it in was it in Take This to Your Grave? There was a line that was changed. Or like the the lyric was something else, but like we all knew I, it. I as think car, it's in, crashing in, cars or something like that. But it was like crashing hearts. Infinity on high, where it sounds like he says, um, "crashing not like hips or cars" is what that I is. heard. Yeah, and in the liner notes, it's hearts. Yeah, hips or hearts now feels canon. Crashing not like hips right. or hearts would make sense. I mean, I always thought it was hips or cars too, but. If he has previously said songs about hips and hearts are what me, Pete Wentz, writes. Right. I am almost positive that Patrick actually says hips or cars. That's yeah. what's on, yeah. that's what's on Genius, but I know yeah. the liner notes say hips or hearts. Mm-hmm. Pete's like, I'm going to submit the liner notes. You guys just go practice. And they're like, can we see them? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you sing what you sing and I'll write what I write. They don't always have to be the same. <laughs> I'm going to sing cars, okay? What's that? I'm too busy mailing these lyrics off to the liner note company. I don't know. Because I do that. I love that there's a specific company that does liner notes in your headcanon. I love it. (laughs) I'm also the copy editor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there are a couple of different lines throughout Fallout Boy's Mm -hmm. um, lyrics about hips and also hearts. And also mm-hmm. cars, specifically yep. crashed and or crashing ones. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like it all kind of makes sense. But because Infinity on High came after mm-hmm. this song. So right. it does Which, make sense that it would have been that he would have said um, crashing, not like hips or hearts, but crashing hearts doesn't make any sense. Crashing cars right. does make sense. Sure. So... And I mean, and we also don't know when he wrote various songs. That's that's the other thing I was about songwriting mm-hmm. is that some things sit in notebooks for a while and then that's true. Whatever, right? Can I tell you a, a really quick story? Mm-hmm. Yes, that I may have told before, and if I have, cut it. Okay. Um. So, uh, there were these two bands in the uh, early two thousands, Taking Back Sunday and Brand New, and they had a big beef, um, with each other because someone in brand new slept with someone in taking back sunday's girlfriend or something Mm -hmm. and so brand new wrote a song called um 70 times seven um which refers to 70 times how many how many times should i forgive my brother seven times and jesus was like no 70 times seven times and um simultaneously on their on so they wrote that on their debut album on taking back sunday's debut album they called uh they wrote uh there's no uh, there's no i in team um, which was so they were basically about the same event, and mm. uh, uh, and so like different different from different perspectives, and there was this part about actually a crashing car, which is funny. Um, that was like, um, I hope you think of me uh, when you forget your seatbelt, and again when your head goes through the windshield. Um, that it was that's in the brand new song, and it's like, um. Then it turned out that they wrote that that set of lines together because they were in the same like songwriting collective, like that those two bands like wrote songs together, and that's why the the songs 
had the same. I mean, they they did have this beef, but like it turns yeah. out they work, they collaborated on that group of lines that appears in both songs. Interesting. Um, and so oh, that's I always cool. that it it it's very cool to think about now. But at the time, I, I was a little bit disappointed that like it seemed like the beef was a little bit constructed for you know attention because they were so bored, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because I mean, it definitely it definitely drew me into you know an interest in both bands to yeah, think sure. that like there's this like subtext going on or you know just context right. um but yeah so the, the songwriting always that is a long way to say songwriting always um baffles me because i always feel like it's like i wrote this song then we recorded it and then we moved on to the next song in the album and that's like yeah not never how it is yeah <laughs> right. not how it works but no i forget that too but there yeah. is like intentionality with you know how you yeah. arrange it obviously i don't know yeah. why i even felt like i needed to say that <laughs> it's like writing a book sure. like obviously you put things in certain ways that you know they tell a story well and yeah. a, a song you wrote a song that pete wrote during taking uh take this to your grave taking back sunday to your grave um <laughs> that they released on infinity on high would sound like an infinity on high song it wouldn't sound like right. this random like Oh, right. this is so weird that they're playing this song that sounds like taking, damn it, take this to your grave, um, right. on Infinity on High. Yeah. It's, it it updates with the style, yeah, but right. the lyrics might have already been written. Anyways, yeah. this is all all the songwriters who listen to us, all the legions of songwriters are like, all right, well I'm done. This is yeah, <laughs> they're really talking out of their asses now. <laughs> These That's people have never written anything in their whole lives. <laughs> should, we t- should we tell them how they can uh, yell at us? Oh yes, yes. Uh, have we wrapped it? Have we? De- I think. I mean, that's it? all. That's I'm all good. I can have. That's all I have. Have we yeah. picked it apart? Okay. Mm-hmm. Unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Are, are we falling apart? Songs about hips and hearts. <laughs> constantly. <I> just, constantly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> One last thing that I need to say that does not need further uh, discussion because it's not good. It's I just like the whole pick it apart and then falling apart. It just yeah. uh, this time it conjured up an image of. Uh, cutting up a cooked chicken like a whole chicken and you're cutting it up and you're picking it apart and then it's like the meat's falling off <laughs> that's Maybe I'm horrifying just hungry that's a, a horrifying chicken. image not like yeah a, like you like no i know turkey but as you horrifying? pull meat off the bones then it like sort of like <laughs> i'm having this mental image of tracy sitting there with I mean, like a rotisserie chicken and like using one hand to like hold the thing together while she's slicing it apart so that when she then moves her hand it just goes falls apart like Ugh. like a blooming onion <laughs> like <laughs> a blooming chicken well yeah. all right I See, hate I it. told you it didn't need further discussion. And, and yet, and this is your fault. <laughs> you brought us here. All right, so uh, you can find us if you have anything to add to that, um, <laughs> or the discussion at large. You can find us on Twitter at Thanks for the Lyrics Pod. But I need you to pick all those vowels out and then fall apart the consonants but together in the right order <laughs> as a twitter handle so uh no vowels those are picked off and the consonants <laughs> fall apart together don't think about it too hard just to and summarize <laughs> tracy i'm pretty sure yeah. don't think about it too hard is exactly what you said in the last episode where you did the social media <laughs> Probably that makes sense. Oh, when I forgot SpaghettiOs were just Yes, when you forgot that SpaghettiOs don't have all of the letters of the alphabet. 
<laughs> One of my favorite Tracy moments to date, for the record. <laughs> I'm crying. Okay, um... But then you can find me on Twitter at Adeals Warlock, and that's vowels included. Don't pick that one apart. I am at Unabashedly Aaron, also with all of the vowels included. Do not pick them out. And if you want to yell at me for anything that was said on this episode, I am at Colin M. Parker. <laughs> um, and if you don't want to yell at me, I also might respond to at Unabashed James with vowels included. Um. Okay, Daniel. Yeah. Oh my God, that was such a Daniel. <laughs> that was a that was very Daniel right there. <laughs> Daniel is. I'm gonna thank you. Seen. I'm gonna thank you for that in a yes, in a bespoke a plaid jacket or something. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. So the that's uh, Twitter for those, and then you can also find the Scavengers <laughs> Network at Scavengers Net, and then we have a great website, uh, scavengersnetwork.com. We stream all the time. You can see our faces and hear our voices more. <laughs> this isn't enough for you, <laughs> which I can't imagine it would be. Um, that's uh, twitch.tv slash the Scavengers Network, and we're just on there all the freaking time. And then um, uh, you can pay us for this uh, if you want. <laughs> And then, and finally, to wrap things up. Money, please. <laughs> so to do that, send a, a self-addressed stamped envelope to my personal address that I'm going to give you now, but it has to have lots of money in it. Uh, no, go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network correct and subscribe you can get all the bonus content that your little heart desires for as little as two dollars a month (laughs) or you can do more and uh (laughs) there's stuff on there james just did a newsletter and we have uh And we have things from the show that we put on there, too. So there's lots of bonus content from us, and there's lots of bonus content from other people on the network. Um, and I think that does it for us. <laughs> Wrapped up in Aaron's a neat little bow. So there's just, <laughs> Aaron's gone. Um, there's just one last thing that we need to do, and that's a thank. So, hey, Fall Out Boy, thanks for the lurks. Can I, can I take this one? Can I take this yes. one? Yes, do it. Get busy living or get busy dying. Do your part to save the scene and get fucked. Yes! <laughs> The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hello and welcome to FMK All Day. I'm Erin. And I'm Elizabeth. And on this show, we play no-holds-barred Mary kill. <laughs> yes, it's true. Only we don't bleep out the bad words. No regrets. Each episode is under 15 minutes, and you can find us on the Scavengers Network and wherever you like to get your podcasts.